Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cricket Yorkshire podcast. I'm your host and in this episode we're going to talk about the fact that I have not done a podcast episode for absolutely ages. I was just looking back over um, Anchor, which is the podcast software, and it's been, I think, probably a year to 18 months at least. So in terms of continuity, huge apologies because I appreciate we've got listeners all over the world uh, and you're probably quite enjoying the odd Uh, podcast episode or perhaps listening in regularly um, and that just stopped. Now there's a pretty good reason for that and uh, if you are not hiding out in a cave and uh, have any access to news over the last year or so um, you'll be aware of what I'm about to say but um, yeah Covid and coronavirus and the pandemic that swept the world has changed all sorts of things um, and our entire lives, frankly, Um, and in terms of what happened to me, my circumstances, and Cricket Yorkshire, uh, the podcast, um, yeah, just stopped, um, pretty much in fairness, in line with what was happening with cricket, but um, there was no podcast um, episodes last year, there were none, Um, and that was partly, I think, reassessing all that had happened and probably hunkering down a bit and focusing on the writing. So uh, if you listen to the podcast um, in the past, then you may or may not know about the website, but uh, that's the focus of what I do, cricketyorkshire.com. So grassroots cricket writing, um, particularly in Yorkshire, but often we discuss wider stuff. uh, And I'll typically in a a normal year, whatever normal is nowadays, but Pre-COVID, certainly, um, I would go and visit grounds. Uh, I'd interview people uh, of all standards of cricket um, and really give a flavour, hopefully, of some of the cricket happening in Yorkshire, and there's a huge amount. So that would be what would happen in a normal summer. Um, 2020 came along and um, all bets were off, so to speak. So in terms of grassroots cricket in Yorkshire and in England and across the UK, um, we went into lockdown, uh, if I get my facts straight, in March 2020. Um, and in terms of grassroots cricket, uh, there was no cricket played whatsoever. We we're obviously all locked down nationally anyway, uh, up until July actually, which is when we got some cricket played. So uh, there was a lot of reflection, a lot of um, everyone adapting to a completely new way of working and living. Uh, and then when grassroots sport could return, and I appreciate this is old news to some extent, but it's it's important not to forget it and also partially to reflect on it, I suppose. Um, when grassroots cricket did return, it was July, um, sort of clubs and leagues, that kind of stuff um, did happen, but it happened under very different circumstances, difficult and different um, and there was roughly half a season. So if you would normally play in a league or a cup, uh, at, you know, grassroots cricket, sort of not friendly cricket that was perhaps a bit more sporadic, but something structured that would happen week in, week out, you had a, about half a season. Um, but you had the situation where um, because of the um, impact of coronavirus, some cricket clubs didn't open at all. Others opened, but they could not field teams because they either had people who were unwell or unwilling to play cricket in the circumstances. Um, There were all sorts of, um, I suppose, restrictions and uh, hoops to jump through rightly to do with government guidance. Um, 
and that was too much for some people. You know, grassroots cricket is run by volunteers primarily, uh, and and people who work and balance the passion of the game and and you know providing a huge amount of cricket and. That's a, almost a full-time job in its, itself, um, whether a coach, whether you uh, serve on a committee, uh, or actually if you just play and play regularly. Um, and all of that was kind of thrown up in the air. Um, and so when cricket did return, there was a lot to think about. I looked at the guidance, and sad though I am, I read it cover to cover, inside out, back to front, to try and get an understanding of it and hopefully... Um, spread some good advice, uh, add to the conversation. Uh, and I think my reaction was, wow, there's a lot here to get your head around um, over and above what everyone normally does with a, uh, I suppose, as an example, a cricket club. So, yeah, what we saw was a very strange time. Um, there, there was cricket played and that was a huge success on some, uh, in some regards because... Um, perhaps we didn't think, I certainly wasn't entirely sure we were going to get any cricket last year. Um, the fact there was some was fantastic. Um, in my particular case, I was shielding. So uh, if you're not in the UK, you might not be familiar with that term. Or even if you are, you might not be familiar. So that's essentially someone who is deemed at a extremely vulnerable and therefore at a much higher risk of catching covid so I don't drive, um, so I can't just um, go to a cricket game and kind of live in a bubble in a car. Uh, I would typically get on a train, get on a bus, and part of the travel and joy of exploring Yorkshire was part of my writing and my coverage of cricket for Cricket Yorkshire. So none of that was happening anymore um, because of the risk to me and my circumstances. So I kept it hyper-local, which was very weird. Um, you know, I still had access to cricket. I'm unfortunate in my part of West Yorkshire, I can probably walk to, uh, well, 10 clubs off the top of my head. So there was lots of cricket around locally. But as I said, uh, it was a weird time, very odd, because um, a lot of fixtures got cancelled. Um, what would also happen, unfortunately, would be that there would be a game um, that was due to be played, but one someone you know caught covid or or perhaps there was a sort of chain in terms of track and trace and the fixtures just got cold anyway so gaps appeared in programs and everyone just made the best of it um it was a very difficult time but um it was yeah it was very sort of um uncertain i suppose and i focused my attention locally to me which was the craven cricket league in west west yorkshire so um I watched some of those games, some of those teams and clubs, um, but you tended to see very small um, divisions of maybe sort of four or six teams with people playing each other two or three times at least. It lost some of its magic, if I'm honest, um, and not being able to travel far and wide was, um, yeah, it just gave a, a different perspective. Um, and all the other stuff that we've kind of taken for granted and perhaps never will again, so there are no cricket tees. This is 2020. I know things um, are adapting and changing all the time in future. But back in 2020, uh, bring your own food, which for some clubs um, was a horror. And for someone like me, who loves supporting cricket um, clubs, traveling around and you know, spending more than I would on my mortgage uh, on cakes and stuff is a small way to 
support them. Uh, I couldn't do that anymore. Um, but the flip side of that and uh, was an article I covered on Cricket Yorkshire um, was that cricket clubs uh, sometimes feel compelled to offer cricket tees when they'd rather not. You know, if they're a, a club where they don't have the resources and volunteers, there's cost, there's effort. And sometimes it's a lot of hassle for not much reward in terms of um, either the time to do it and uh, maybe the money you don't make from it or it's just a struggle and the tees aren't a great standard um, and it's more hassle than it's worth. So interestingly, from a spoke suppose a sort of food and hospitality point of view covid came along and for some clubs they they just made it very simple no teas bring your own and that was a huge kind of relief actually uh, which is something i never really thought about before but uh, it's just interesting how we've all adapted in different ways um, but i have to say last year was um, wasn't just difficult from a spectator and sort of journalism point of view very limiting indeed so uh, it was a real shame because you couldn't go into clubhouses the social side of it was very different um, and it was all very, very much at arm's length so cricket was played um, big tick um, but unfortunately uh, not anything like we were used to now fast forward to 2021 we had um, subsequent lockdowns unfortunately um, but the good news was that uh, a vaccine has come along and um, certainly in terms of the UK, people were getting vaccinated um, and there was a, a sign of hope, really. Um, and unlike 2020, where we had half a season, uh, I'm recording this. Uh, I, I appreciate you may listen to this in a year's time, 50 years time. Who knows? That'll be really interesting, actually. Um, but I'm recording this in May 2021 and... It's a much more positive outlook. It's not perfect by any means. Obviously, um, we had a, a winter lockdown, but grassroots cricket was able to start in April, um, and you know, phased restrictions. So it was the same initially uh, in terms of clubhouses not really uh, being open for business, so to speak, uh, and all sorts of limitations. But that has gradually eased and more of cricket as we would recognise it has come back, which is really good to see. Now, I suppose the speaker is someone who has been shielding is extremely vulnerable, uh, the official term anyway. Um, I uh, by no means are thinking we're back to normal and everything's hunky-dory. It's a long, long way from that. But I think you have to, uh, yeah, you have to try and get back to some sense of normality. Uh, and it has been really heartening to see cricket being played at all levels and all standards and all ages. Um, I, I can see from Cricket Yorkshire's Twitter feed and Facebook that, you know, everyone feels the same as me, frankly, that we missed it. It's a huge part of our lives. We get a massive amount of enjoyment from it. And speaking as a journalist who's been doing the website for 10 years or, or so, you know, it's a huge part of my life and not to have it for a large chunk of 2020 was a massive miss. Uh, and when it returned, as I said earlier, it wasn't really the same. So this year feels better. It's still um, it's still limited. Um, and right at this moment in time, ironically, it's a little limited by the weather because we had a cracking April where it's really dry. Um, and then uh, May has come along and so far it might change tomorrow because that's the nature of weather in Yorkshire. 
but uh, it's been pretty wet and miserable and uh, loads and loads of games rained off. So that's a bit of a shame, but I'm sure that will flip and we'll suddenly have sun and all will be well with the world. So that's a bit of a sort of, hopefully not a ramble, um, but that's a bit of a snapshot of where we've been in terms of COVID and grassroots cricket. Um, in terms of Cricket Yorkshire, just to give you a flavour of that, uh, if you're interested and maybe you've not checked out the site in a while, I have slightly changed what I do. Um, I think it's fair to say that I saw there was an opportunity with my audience and my focus on grassroots to add to the conversation and do a bit more around sort of the uh, news, I suppose, around COVID. So producing articles that will uh, discuss the changes, you know, as restrictions ease, what you could and can't do. Um, and that has been hugely popular in terms of people coming to the site and probably as part of other sources they get reading Cricket Yorkshire to understand what is and isn't allowed at different phases as restrictions come and go. So um, alongside kind of travel writing and the other stuff that I do, um, I think that's been hopefully appreciated. It's certainly in terms of numbers to the site, they've gone through the roof. So I think that for me as a, a journalist trying to add value and add support is a big tick. So yeah, that's still happening. So um, as of today, recently wrote an article about the restrictions, certainly just in England, I'm talking about, I appreciate it changes in other countries and circumstances, but in England, um, May the 17th, is another sort of step forward in terms of restrictions easing. Um, so we can have spectators fully back, um, which is fantastic. So there was a weird step before where you weren't allowed to officially spectate in adverted commas, but members could welcome, um, sorry, clubs could welcome members back uh, to the cricket, but presumably uh, and eat and drink and um yeah, just not watch the game. It was all a bit weird and a bit confusing. But anyway, now from May the 17th, um, you can watch the cricket. And I appreciate that just to, I suppose, add some clarity. Um, you could be listening to this in 6, 12, 18 months time when things are completely different. So uh, I suppose just to add a bit of context really uh, I'm really talking about now <laughs> I think we all know that Covid and everything to do with Covid can change overnight but as we are now um, it's great really just to see spectators are allowed back uh, cricket tees officially can be offered again all those are all sorts of things to do with um, government guidelines well not guidelines government regulations around hospitality so We'll see whether the clubs uh, are able to jump through those hoops, but hopefully they do, and hopefully we see some other aspects of grassroots cricket coming back. Um, things like car sharing is now going to be allowed from the 17th, so another big tick. Um, and it just gradually, the easing more, um, more people allowed to watch cricket and support the grassroots game in all sorts of shapes and forms. So fantastic stuff, really, really good news. Um, and in terms of the website, um, it, it's never been better, which I'm delighted with. So it's primarily run by me. I probably produce 90% of the content myself. Uh, I do Twitter and Facebook myself. So if you send me a message or you tweet me um, or get in touch on Facebook, um, reply to a newsletter because I've got a newsletter 
any of that stuff, it comes directly to me. I always read it and hopefully um, I always reply. If I don't, I'm not being rude. It's generally I get buried in all sorts of um, yeah, emails and there's a million ways people can contact me. So I do sometimes miss things. But um, yeah, that's where we're up to. So the website's doing fantastic and I really appreciate everyone that reads, kind of retweets and shares. Um, to be honest, it's a, a huge part of um, supporting Cricket Yorkshire. If you like what you read, please do share it. There's always Facebook and Twitter buttons on the website and you can sort of ping it to your audience on those platforms. And it can make a massive difference and is always hugely appreciated. So um, I think that's where we're up to. It's looking really promising. Um, as of right now, uh, I have knackered my back um, and I can't do a great deal. Walking across a room is difficult. So uh, interviews are definitely going to be on the phone, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, I can't even get to my local cricket club at the moment, um, but that will change, I'm sure. Um, I've got a new toy, which is hugely exciting. Uh, I think about a month or two ago, I got a drone, which I never thought I'd get because I was terrified of them and slightly, well, more than a bit wary of them. But I was looking at offering something a bit different for Cricket Yorkshire, and I thought potentially aerial views of uh, cricket grounds um, could be an avenue for me to explore. Um, so I have a, a drone and I've sort of played around with it locally to me. Um, I've got all the necessary checks and um, passed the theory test because yes, there is a theory test. Um, so I'm good to go on that front and hopefully I can um, visit a few clubs and with their permission um, film the ground, um, potentially a match. Um, and that would just be, yeah, it's just something a bit different. So it's hugely exciting good toy to play with in the meantime and I've also got um, a new lens a 150 to 600 mil lens to stick on my camera so that weighs an absolute ton <laughs> so uh, I will I've played around with it over winter sort of photographing birds and wildlife and stuff and it's amazing I love it and it I've already started to use it in club cricket uh, so uh, always loads of photography on Cricket Yorkshire, so check it out if you haven't been on in a while. So I think that's probably it for this episode. It's a bit of a sort of hello again. Sorry for the huge delay in the episodes and the podcasting. Um, I will dip in and out, um, but I'm always writing and photographing as well. So check out cricketyorkshire.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Cricket Yorks, that's Y-O-R-K-S, um, mainly because they have short handles and you can't have Cricket Yorkshire fully on there. Um, Facebook is just facebook.com slash Cricket Yorkshire, so I'm on there too. Um, so yeah, get in touch. Um, you can always send stuff. So if you're interested in writing for me, that's brilliant. I'm always interested in new perspectives. Uh, I don't want this to ever be about just me and what I think about cricket. I want diverse voices, so um, if you are a club, maybe you've got a story you think would be interesting or you're involved in grassroots cricket in any way, um, get in touch. Probably the easiest way is to drop me an email, which is john, J-O-H-N, at cricketyorkshire.com, uh, and we'll have a chat and, and see if there's scope for an article. Um, equally, if you've got fantastic photos of grounds, um, I can't obviously get out and about at the moment, which is a real shame, so... 
I would love to see your photos and hopefully share them, maybe do an ask or, um, about your club or, or just share your photos on social media. So if you've got photos, if you've got interesting video clips, um, send them on social media, direct message me, whatever works for you really. And uh, I'll do my very best to promote you, whether you're a coach, you could be a supporter, involved in club cricket in any way, shape or form, uh, or you just watch the game and love it. Um, I'd love to hear from you. All right, well, take care. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch up again soon.